Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, this is a fun one to get to do today. A friend of mine actually texted me and asked me to talk about this subject in particular. And this is something that's actually really close to my heart. This person is a business owner, very successful. They've done a really good job with keeping themselves fresh and fit and have a beautiful family and really have it all together. But they asked me to address what it's like to be able to take care of yourself while you're running around taking care of everybody else. And this subject is really important to me because I have learned the hard way about when you put yourself last, how you have nothing to offer and it's really not a gift to anyone else. And it's an interesting thing when you are a selfless person and you really love the people around you and you're a hard worker because you really do want to give yourself to everybody, but you don't have anything to give if you're not taking care of yourself. And I'm actually in the middle of trying to figure out how to take better care of myself right now. It's a perfect time for this because I know it in my head, but my emotions um, sometimes override that and I make other decisions based on being a superhero or helping somebody else or just the demand on my life with my responsibility level. And so I really am so thankful that we're talking about this today and I think that it applies to everybody. I think it's weird because I've talked about having this bizarre feeling of guilt even for working out or things that are really important. I'll all of a sudden feel guilty that I'm not helping someone when I'm doing something for myself. But you know what? I've learned the best thing I can do for everybody else is to take care of myself first. And I know I'm not a mom yet, and a lot of you moms would be like, yeah, right, it's impossible. But I will say this, as a daughter, I'm always so thankful when my parents take care of themselves because you know what? They're more kind, they're healthier, they have uh, more to bring to a situation, they have more insight especially when they're refreshed, it's a great thing. And so I've said this with my team, I would rather have six hours of them being sharp, energetic, excited, happy to be there than have everyone there for 10 hours, drudging along, exhausted, fatigued. I feel like if you can operate with sharpened tools, a sharpened mind, rested, that you can give what you could in 10 hours if you're exhausted, in six hours if you're rested. I really believe that. And I believe in working smart. And so I've done this with a lot of my friends. We have life meetings together. And basically what that means is we stop and assess our situation. Hold on a second. Where are we at? Where do we want to be? And what can we do to get there? And so we start having those kinds of talks that are prompted by where do I want to be? Where are my areas of frustration? And What do I want to accomplish this year and what is it going to take to do that? And so when we have those conversations, a lot of times the first thing that I do is I say, what can we take off your list that's time consuming? How can we get more time back for you? So one of the things I've done with some of my friends that are moms, we've gotten their groceries more expedited. Either we have a service that is delivering for them now or we've like printed it all out. Like, can we print out meals for two weeks and get your grocery list just typed so it's more automatic. Can we just intelligently design your life so that you're more intentional, so you can spend more of your time on the things that matter most instead of running around? There are a lot of things that you can plan for 
that happen every single week or every day that you can utilize your time better. So we will go through their schedule and I'm like, okay, take me through on Monday. And they're like, this is the time we wake up. I'm like, okay, all the kids wake themselves up by themselves with an alarm at this age, you know? And they're like, I don't know if we can do it. I'm like, well, let's try. And then what, how can we get the kids to make their own breakfast, you know? And so we start expediting all of that. Okay, then let's get a stool and let's put it in front of the toaster. And I have one friend who um, has whole wheat Eggo waffles or something in the freezer. And she has a whole system with her kids. And I'm not, I'm, I don't eat wheat at this point because I don't know. I'm always on something new. And my friends all read the book Wheat Belly. I never read it, but they scared me enough to hate it. <laughs> For now, we'll see when I get back on it. It's just hilarious. But for her, that's what she has her system with her kids. So she has a stool and she has a toaster and she's put plates in their reach and has a whole system where they can feed themselves breakfast. Brilliant. That's so smart. So now instead of her going in and waking up all of these kids and feeding all of them individual breakfast, like so many moms do these days where everything's a la carte, everything is you know made to order for each individual kid. She's got all of them going themselves. So anyway, stuff like that, ideas like that. I have a friend that does that. And I've been going through with so many of my friends, what can we do to take away things so that you can be the best wife and mom that you possibly can be? What can we take off your schedule? So another thing is making the kids help with the house chores and saying, you know what? Everybody lives here, so everybody's contributing. And I know if everyone's under the age of three, this is not really helpful. But I'm just saying it's a lifestyle of sharing the weight of things instead of mom doing everything. And it goes beyond just the mom life. It goes into everything because I'm telling you, I've been dealing with this forever and I don't have kids yet. But my plants have been alive for three for like three months. So I'm pretty sure I'm ready to have kids now. Actually, that's not true. Two of them two of them didn't make it. (laughs) But hey, the odds are pretty good. Most of them are pretty good. So anyway, I'm just saying, I feel like if you take care of yourself first and you make sure, so this is another thing that we've done. Some of my friends will get a babysitter and then they go and get their hair done, their nails done, their eyelashes done, all the stuff, all the stuff we have to do. And they go take care of themselves and then they come home and they're so much nicer after they've had a break from their kids and they feel better about themselves because they look good. And it's just important. Now, I know not everybody has money for that, but you can go get a bottle of nail polish for a dollar at Walmart and you can paint your own nails and you can, you know what I'm saying? Like there are ways that you can recharge and take care of yourself, even if you're not in a situation where someone else can watch your kids. There are creative ways to try to get reprieve. I also, I believe in the spa. I love the spa. And I'm into investing in yourself. I feel like it's just important. I told you, I just posted about flowers from Trader Joe's. I'm staring at a beautiful bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's. They're just gorgeous and they bring me so much joy. And I'm pretty sure it was no more than $10 and maybe 12 because I put three bundles together awkwardly. I didn't do a great job. I keep looking at it thinking I could do better, but they're so pretty. Who cares? Candles. I'll see when Bath and Body Works has a sale and I'll buy a million candles for like $10 a piece. And then I fill my house with those candles. And I'm telling you, it just brings me joy. It's just a little boost. So whatever those things are for you to bring you joy, do it. 
I love taking bubble baths with Epsom salt and really make it smell good and make it just really special and light the candles. I love doing that for myself. I do that. And it's just something that helps me unwind. I'm kind of wound up if you can't tell. I'm zero to 100 and that's it. So you got to find those things. If it's a walk, if it's talking to a friend, if it's even getting a counselor. I've had different people I've been able to talk to through the years that have really helped me have perspective where you just gain understanding on situations that you never saw that side. And it's just so helpful. I had one person say, I've talked about this before, but he held up a, a book and he said, what do you see? And, and I described the title and I said, what do you, uh, the, the cover page? And I said, what do you see? And he, he described the back of the book and he said, we're both right. We just have a different perspective. And we both think we're right and we're the only ones that are right because we only see our angle. I'm like, dang, that's so good. It helped me so much. It just opened my eyes. Another thing that I think is really important besides finding the ways to nurture yourself and nurture your soul. I know like guys, I know running exercise is so important for all of us. It really helps to have that some kind of an outlet and also having hobbies I feel like is really important. And I know that people could say, who could have a hobby uh, when you're running a business and you have kids and you have a family who could have a hobby? Well, I don't know. I feel like it's really important that you do because those kind of outlets where your brain can shut off give you sanity. It's like gives you a little bandwidth of sanity. And so if there's something you really enjoy and love, I feel like it could really help you to pick that back up, even if it's once a month to take a class or to go horseback riding or Make sure you go on a really great date that's really fun and you go to a new restaurant or whatever fills your tank because the quality of life that you have is really important and it's better to have quality hours that aren't as many instead of just like banging out 15 hours of, of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? I just feel like that's what I do. My, my normal pattern is about every two weeks I need a big adventure. And when I go on one of those big adventures, I end up most of the time at the art store, probably in a park, probably at the art museum. Um, definitely, I hang out with people that are low key and low pressure and not, they're high yield, you know, they're not exhausting, but they're fun. And that is so, I look at Groupon too for creative ideas, even though sometimes those are really weird and you get in like, Groupon land and it's like hard to retrieve your coupon and it's there you know sometimes it's like full of red tape so you don't necessarily want to go through with it and especially if you read the fine print but they have creative ideas I'm like trapeze class that sounds like a blast so sometimes it just gets me thinking out of my own box and I just start brainstorming things that I haven't tried and honestly a new space creates a new perspective and if you can't go out of town, it's good to go to a new side of town. If you can't go on and do a big adventure, it's good to just do something for the day. Like I took a cookie decorating class the other day and it was so fun, just like little things. And I used to feel so guilty because of all of my responsibilities. Anything that I did that was fun or not contributing to these big other things that I do, I would feel really guilty for it. But what I've learned is that if I do those things, I do so much better at my other jobs. I come at it with an A plus instead of like a C because I'm just there going, 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 drudging along. And instead I come in and I'm like, hey guys, I'm inspired. And it's so much more fun when you're inspired 
And that's the other thing. Whoever the leader is needs to stay inspired. Because if you're inspired, it's so much easier for your team to build momentum and follow you. So whatever you have to do, if, if you've got to travel somewhere, if you have to get a new magazine, if you have to watch a new show, you have to take up a new hobby, whatever you have to do to keep yourself fresh, it's worth it. Pay any price to stay inspired because when you're inspired, the whole team will be able to follow you with a much more enthusiastic excitement behind you. It ends up being like a hip hop dance class behind you to the rhythm of whatever you are excited about. And then when you're drudging along, the whole team is in rhythm with you. So if you start hating what you're doing, it's really hard to lead that. It's hard to follow that. So I just reassess when I am like sick of something. I realize, man, if I'm sick of it, I bet everybody's sick of it. And so I start thinking, I want to come at this with a fresh angle because if I'm excited, I know they will be. And you know what? It works. I've been doing that for a few years. I really came to the understanding that it's my responsibility to stay fresh. I'm the only person that can take care of myself, even though I'm not great at it. I'm really working on it. I'm really working at what do I need right now? And I go back to the baby basics. I go back to the baby basics. Have I had enough water? Have I eaten enough healthy food? Have I exercised? Have I slept enough? Do I, what do I need to do right now? Do I need to chill out and take a bath? Do I need to go on an adventure? Do I need to see a movie? What does my soul need? Do I need to get check marks and get things done? And I go through that basic list of 10 things that we all need all the time. And it really helps me to come back at things from a fresh point of view. Hey, I'm so excited about this topic. Let me know how it affects you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back to talk more soon. Thank <laughs> you.